my god, it's only Perrin. There's a thousand Perrins. Welcome to Feather and Mountain Podcast, a showcast focused on the upcoming Amazon series, The Wheel of Time. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to Feather and Mountain Podcast, episode two. Uh, today we're going to be examining the Emmonsfield Five plus a couple extra. Um, so if you don't know, Feather and Mountain Podcast is a showcast where we focus on unique perspectives of a veteran reader, yours truly, as well as my esteemed and unimitable co-host, the Virgin Virgil. You know, who has... I don't know if that's what we're going to call me, but it's yeah. good alliteration, I guess, which I've now realized is quite key. Um, so I'm Delusions of Grendel. I've been reading the series for uh, 20 odd years. I've been following the show announcement since uh, Rosamund Pike was cast back on June 19th, 2019. You know me, Delusions. I'm deeply entrenched in this. And now Verge to introduce himself. Yeah, Verge. Uh... Just Verge, Virgil. I don't think we'll have any alliteration on that. I'm a little, um, had trouble sleeping on some alliteration recently. So, um, with that being said, obviously, uh, if you have heard this before or last one, you'll know that I am brand new, newcomer, know nothing except for what I was told last week. I am worried about having to uh, recap that, as that was a lot of information downloaded quickly. So, uh, yeah, let's get started. So, Verge, we've got a request from one of our Discord buds, Jake, who wants you to recap what you remember from last time. Okay, so, um, what I remember from last time, there are three locations that have to do with anatomy. Um, I'm not going to list them, I do remember them, but I'll just uh, leave that for the people that know. Uh Thor is a genuinely beautiful uh, looking human being. Uh, you have general hatred towards multiple characters. I have found that. Uh, some love for some other ones. Uh, I know Satyrs and Sidon. Satan? Uh, super, super close. We got Sayadine and Sayadar. But Satyrs and Sadies are just as good. Slammy, slammy, schwammy. I need to start with an S. Um, past that, what else can I have in my noggin left after, uh, no, that's, that's pretty much it. Obviously, good versus evil, um, is easy to remember. The, the one true power, uh, easy to remember. Uh, families being destroyed, people being destroyed for the creation part of it all. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of it in that there's a lot of books and a lot of pages that I'll have to catch up on when I'm allowed to do that in time. Beautiful. Do you want to take a stab at any of the characters' names before we get into them? Thor. Um, the Dorito-shaped guy. We're good with Dorito. You can just leave it at that. You know, I think that's honestly it. There was uh, 
little too much intake on that day. If I said scrambled to you, what would be the word that you'd pick up on? My brain. <laughs> I mean, your brain, eggalicious, expeditious. It's fine. We'll get into it. Um, last time, Verge, we talked about Rafe Judkins, the showrunner. And as you can see, Rafe tweeted out a photo, and these are the seven characters that we're going to be figuring out today. So knowing that we have Thor, aka Rand, Egwene, who's his like lady love, uh, Dorito Perrin, Matram Coffin, who's Matt, Maddie, Badger, um, Nynaeve Elmira, who's my girl, Moraine, who's a fancy lady who's come to town and she called Nynaeve a child, and then Lan, who's stony-faced. If you had to look at this picture and guess who was who, how would you sort those humans? Well, all right. So on red hair alone, I have to go with top right is Thor. Um, I'm not seeing Dorito in there, but maybe that could be. Maddie, I'm thinking far left. With the wild hair. Mm -hmm. That's kind of badgery, kind of wild and exciting. Um, what am I doing so far? I mean, between Matt and Thor, you got it. So you're two for two. What about Rosamund Pike, or Gone Girl, as you call her? I would assume she's your favorite character. That would be my guess. Okay, so we think she's naive. Okay, give me a rundown of the other three. We have Old Stoneface, Lan, Mandragorin. We have Egwene. We have... Uh, Moraine, and Dorito. Okay, I'll go with Dorito is bottom right on dragon, dragon face? Is that what you said? Stone face? Stone face, top middle. Egwene, I will guess, is the middle. No, Egwene is going to be Rose. You're thinking Rosamund Pike is playing... A 16 to 18 year old village girl. If you've ever seen Greece, it's totally realistic to think that anybody could be any age during high school. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so our good old Rosie Posey is going to be playing Egwene Alvier. All right. The other two? Okay. So, in order, we're going from left to right. We have Barney Harris. This is Matram. Here's Egwene. This is our Nynaeve. Here's Moraine. Lan, Stoneface. Thor, Rand. And Dorito Perrin. So, going through them, we see uh, Moraine was first announced way back on June 19th, 2019. And this was the photo that was released by the Wheel of Chime on Prime, which is the official Twitter account. So you're looking at this beautiful picture of Moraine reading the first book in the Wheel of Time series. What are your thoughts when you look at this and what kind of character do you think she's going to be? 
I can hear you squealing the first time that you saw this. Even without you doing anything, I can hear you being so excited for sure. Obviously powerful. Um, someone that commands a room. Uh, calculated. I would say, um, yeah, a lead character, of course. I mean, past the fact that she is the one that I know the most. I don't know. Past that, I think that she's the person that I'm going to want to watch the most. That's an understandable reaction. Rosamund Pike is an incredible incredible actress um you recognized her when i showed you this photo last week right away just from her gone girl um appearance if you haven't seen i care a lot uh she just won a grammy for or a grammy no she just won a golden globe for that recently um so check that out she's a despicable character but that uh, speaks to her acting chops and the kind of caliber that wad on prime is bringing. So next up, we're going to talk about Mr. Cheekbones here. So you take a look at this beautiful face. And what do you think about our buddy, Thor? Okay, obviously, this is a beautiful, beautiful specimen. Um, I would say strong, uh, a leader once again. Um, just utterly and completely gorgeous cast members so far. I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know where this guy's from before, but uh, yeah, I'm going to guess that he's going to be one of the uh, lead characters here that I'm going to want to follow. Yeah, absolutely. So Yosha's still pretty young. Hasn't been in a ton of stuff yet. He is on a in a movie that you can catch on Amazon called Just Friends. This was the butt that I was talking to. Yosha butt. Yosha, Yosha, Yosha butt. Um it's a good time uh but he's young up and coming he sits around six foot four that's all we got to say about our yosh boy okay yeah in hollywood six foot four this guy's a giant though compared to pretty much everyone else on set so it's like brendan fraser in every movie he's been in <laughs> which would have been a great choice by the way brendan fraser due for that revival that he was uh, looking for all these years. I mean, if we go eight seasons, we can probably we can probably get Brendan Fraser in there. One can hope. I've got a few ideas of who he could play. <laughs> okay, so moving on from our boy Rand, welcome to the ethereal, magnificent being that is Barney Harris playing... Badger boy, Matram Cawthon. Well, quit saying that people are just good looking because it's Hollywood. Uh, past that, I don't know what this guy seems, and I don't know if I'm going to get in any trouble for saying this or the mixed reaction. He seems very Game of Thronesy to me already. He just kind of has that uh, more of, um, I don't want to say ancient, but like kind of back in medieval time vibe to him already. Suit and shirt that he has right now could be switched for armor, and there'd be nothing else that would have to be done for hair and makeup for this guy, and he would just be a perfect fit in the show. Yeah, great choice. Okay, so Barney Harris throws some armor on him. It's basically Game of Thrones ready. Okay, now the Dorito Man. We've got Perrin, played by Marcus Rutherford. You look into these soulful eyes, these expressive eyebrows, and what are your first thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. Another great character choice. I think this guy has a lot of uh, a lot of sorrow in his eyes, a lot of a lot of depth, a lot of feelings. Obviously, this guy's going to have a lot going on. So, interesting character. Yeah. So, 
um, Marcus Rutherford hasn't been in a ton of stuff really ever. Um, he got his breakout in a 2018 movie by the name of Obey. It's on Amazon Prime. You can catch it there. He plays the lead and he is captivating through his silence. Highly recommend it. You've heard me bitch about the Dorito. This is the man that gives me confidence that I might actually love Perrin. So moving on. This is uh, who we identified as Egalicious. She's played by an Australian indigenous actress by the name of Madeline Madden. You may know her best from her role in Dora. I may or may not have not watched that. No. For a woman who would not bend her back while she was beaten, shown with a light for all who watch. Wow, that is, there's some depth to this. I'm excited to see these characters grow. Excited to see what they're all about. Great choice. Yeah, I, um, Egwene's journey, without spoiling too much, is, I think, one of the greatest in fantasy of all time. And finally, well, actually, it's, it's not finally, but like it should be finally, because she is a bookender. Zoe Robbins plays Nynaeve Almira. You may know her from her role as, I think it was the Yellow Ranger in Power Rangers. Okay, I also never saw Power Rangers. I grew up on a farm with two channels. And I don't like the use of bookender. I feel like there's something there. So I'm going to try and delete that from my mind, but I like that. It's, oh, no, I'm going to keep it. It's kind of like a teaser. It's like you've already clipped on me without anything happening. I'll be watching for her, for sure. We talked about how she is what you called the news. And here it states that she could not heal those who had been harmed. Savior complex, for sure. Trying to save people. People that have gone over to the, I don't want to say the dark side, but I feel like I'm going to get that a little bit wrong. But kind of the other side of the true power, the, the, the evil side. Good. Stay tuned for our young Nynaeve. Okay, so that w- those were the initial casting releases that was back on, I want to say, August 14th, 2019. We got the Emmonsfield Five, as we called them, who all got released to us. Of course, we lost our collective shit. It was on Wednesday. We dissected it for months. We're still dissecting it, clearly. Um, this guy, Lan, Alan was uh, dropped a couple weeks later on September 4th, 2019. So this is Daniel Henney. He was in Criminal Minds. Take a look at this stone face chap. And what do you think? Just judging alone by what it says up top, he's definitely the hero. I totally get that out of this. I mean, I, I remember him actually from Criminal Minds, so it's fantastic. And the fact that there's, I swear, to avenge in anything. That first, I swear to stand against the shadows as long as iron is the heart and stone abides. That's uh, pretty heavy for the first quote before anything even drops. So obviously this is going to be another really, really, really complex character that's going to have a lot of uh, ins and outs, I'm going to guess, where you think something's going, you're going to find out something um, this line here, to defend the Malkiri while one 
drop of blood remains. What do you think about that? That's a spoiler of like the very, very end of this whole show. And it'll be like great foreshadowing, great mindset of everything going into this. Obviously, he's going to be taking a stand. But if it's anything like any show that is filled with characters like this, it'll be one of 50 stands, especially if there's this many books. I feel like he's going to be a lot of stands. I don't know if this is uh, depicting towards the end or if this is depicting towards the struggle that he has throughout the whole series. I'm going to go towards the second so because you've read so much fantasy and by read i mean have not read but have watched witcher game of thrones lord of the rings you've kind of identified our boy lan here as the hero or someone who's who's going to be taking a stand if you had to identify or parallel him with any other character in fantasy where would you rank him I would assume he's Jon Snow. I don't think in any kind of sci-fi, especially if you bring in Star Wars or anything like that, it's really hard to choose who the actual hero is. In my mind, it was always Han Solo. So past that, though, I think The Witcher is a poor example because I don't think there's as many character build-ups in it. I think there's kind of two main storylines in The Witcher. Whereas this feels like everyone that you've shown me so far is really going to get their own story, their own journey that follows. So everyone's going to be a lead star in their own way. I would say that he ranks, just on quotes alone, obviously he's the biggest uh, adversary against evil. I like that. Adversary against evil. We, we went through seven characters today. There's seven spokes of the wheel. You talked about how each of them has might have their own journey that we follow. It's going to be a little bit more complex than the Witcher. We might not have, you know, Yaskar and witchy magoo still haven't seen it don't judge (laughs) so we're gonna watch that three times yeah i got uh i got lost in episode two i'm a bad fantasy fan there's a lot of inception in that too it it, it really bounces through time as well which uh, can be pretty tricky but once again like i asked last week when did everyone get hooked uh the witcher was one of those ones that took a little bit to get into it right um so so with that being said and and kind of what we've gone through are you able to make a prediction for each of those seven characters and where you think they're going i can pull up the picture again so you can take a look at like their faces if that's helpful yeah we can do that yeah definitely i can predict i can i can give a prediction for two of them off the hall roseman pike and Stoneface. they're one of them is going to die for sure it's an easy prediction that heroes either, there are no two heroes that make it in any show in my mind. You only ever get one. I don't know who, because I can't figure out. I would assume that she's the star of the show, but those are the two people with the best uh, IMDb, which is obviously a little bit better. Yeah, I would assume that one of them is going to die. Uh, I assume that the Dorito is someone I'm going to loathe. I think that's the only half spoiler that you've maybe given away. Okay, I should be try to be less biased about my opinions. <laughs> I should also emphasize he is a lot of people's favorite character. Okay, okay, I think that he's not going to have as much depth as a lot of the characters. I think you're going to get what you see out of him. I think Burrito is going to be someone that you think is going to change, but you're just going to keep hating. I'm basing that solely off of your hatred. Uh, Because you are totally in. If people are willing to change, you will give them the chance. But 
it doesn't appear that you're willing to give him a chance. Uh, guys, really need a better poker face. <laughs> okay, so I've uh, done Dorito, uh, the Badger. I feel like he's going to change sides multiple times. I just feel like someone that is good at fighting, like a Badger in the sense of that nature of a Badger, I just feel like uh, the character you've laid out for him, I feel like he's going to be uh, tenacious and uh, go wherever the wind is the strongest. So do you think, like, in terms of allegiance, that he'll jump back and forth? Or? 100%, yeah, that's my guess. Yeah. Thor, I think is just 100% a gun for hire so far. It's where I'm going with him. I think he's good, but I don't think he uh, really showcases a good or a bad side. He's just there for the war, and uh, that's kind of what I get out of him. He's big, he's He's beautiful. He's obviously a good fighter at six foot four, um, but I think that he is there for for the war, for the battle, and maybe potentially for the relationships along the way. I would guess, just judging by once again, there was a little groundwork laid on just how much detail is to how beautiful he is by the books. So I'm gonna guess there's a little bit of relationship in there. Okay, so like relationships, we're looking at romantic relationships. Buddy, yes, buddy? I would say long-lasting, but yes, I would say romantic relationship. Uh, the bottom left, being the young one in the show, correct? Canonically, yeah, she's the youngest. Yeah, I feel like she's going to have the most tumultuous, potentially, and and frustrating journey, I think, from a, a viewing perspective, and not by any means because she's a woman, because she's a man, whatever that she identifies from, because of her age. Because people that are younger, that go through more trialing times, it tends to almost frustrate you because of the reasoning that you have, being old like me, you know, to see reason. So I think when you're writing a show or you're writing a book, you can give reasonable doubt that someone's going to make a mistake when they're younger compared to, uh, you know, Stoneface. You, you're not going to anticipate that he's going to make those mistakes. Whereas someone useful, you'll give them the benefit of the doubt so it gets written in a lot more. So I think her journey is going to be the most all over the place, zigzag, every which way. So I, I think for sure. And then the middle character, I think, has a lot of... I'm not going to be able to foresee anything she does. What she's laid out so far is she's someone that you literally like, but it seems like it's not a straightforward character. That it's built off a lot of the uh, the, the true power. Or, uh, With, like, the one power? The one power, yeah. I feel like it's going to be something that I can't predict a lot with her. That's uh, what I'm getting out of looking at that, reading the quote, and you kind of describing. It's going to be... I think it's going one direction, and then in bam, it's going to go the next direction. All right. So, Virgil's oh, prediction. Oh, uh, love interest between the bottom right, too. It's got to happen, for sure. Bottom right. Do we mean... Bottom right, right. Rosa and Stoneface. Oh. Totally guessing a love interest. Two main characters. It just makes sense to me. So, Rosa and Stoneface sitting in a tree. Beautiful. So... Virgil's Quirgils, after going through kind of like the main cast, the seven um, that we've touched on today, not really talking about, we haven't talked yet about the arc of the story, what it's about. We've briefly touched on the history without doing anything else. Um, what are your Quirgils for this week? Okay, first Quirgils are, I'm now invested. So what is the actual date that I get to watch this? Specifically, first question. 
but now I'm invested and I want to know. Great question. This is going to be your first waffle. It's not like the waffle maker that Lindsay got me. It's different. It's W-A-F-O. And that's because our dear Robert Jordan used to say, read and find out when the series is being published. Raffo. And so now we got a Raffo. And we don't know when the fuck this series is going to be done. <laughs> Apparently they're going back in April to finish up shooting. Uh, there's eight episodes. They've finished six. Um, we think that they're all post-production done. Um, and then they still have to wrap up two more. They did go back again this past September and October wrapped early. So finishing that off and then fingers crossed we get fall 2021. That's fantastic. That's very, very doable. That's good. Now I know. Uh, second question probably be in not giving anything away. It's a tough question. I want to ask it. Scared if I want the answer. I'm going to ask you, don't answer off the hop. Um, what character is least predictable of the ones you just showed me? Don't say why, don't say how. You just say what character is least predictable. Oh my gosh, that's actually a really hard question. I don't know how to answer it. I'm like looking to chat to see if they can help me. <laughs> um, least predictable. I mean, it's tough because RJ wrote with such, like he wrote with such nuance. There's so much depth to these characters that sometimes you feel like you know what their next move is. Uh, even if they're like a flightier character on the surface, like there's just so much. Yeah, and I should say, I'm not meaning what tribulations they come across. Or what challenges? I'm talking about character. So just like just to hone that question a little bit, what way does a character think differently than what you would predict for most of the show? Not what turns come at them the most, what turns they take them. And it it kind of goes like back to what I was what I was saying. Just because it's not necessarily like I'm. You know what? I'm just gonna say Rand. Yoshis Stradowski, guy with the butt, red hair, him. I think in from my perspective, he's definitely like I I can't always predict what he's going to do. Perfect. Okay. Uh, one more question. So my last question is how many once again, without giving away any spoilers, are there a lot of intertwining love interests between those characters? And uh, I won't don't want to say how many there are, but are there ones that took forever to kind of materialize? Don't give anything away, and that's fine. But I want to know on the love interest side. Waffo. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, those are my three questions for today. The cast looks amazing. Um, looks like a great group of actors and actresses. So it should be really, really something. It's really, really hard to predict. I mean, you can base a lot on people's looks, but, you know, there's a lot of actors that can do a lot of different things in a lot of different shows. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, going to be really, really fun to see what these people like. Rosamund is definitely, I love Gone Girl, as you know. Very, very interested to see what her character really turns into. I'm excited for you to get invested in them. I mean, we've had, if we're sitting at 2021, like, we've had a year and a half to, like, process 
this casting information and I'm still fucking jacked about it. So I guess like your homework over the course of the next couple of weeks is going to be to watch some of the stuff that these guys have been in that you may not have seen before. Just to like get your enthusiasm super hyped. Um, and then we'll come back and kind of have like a decompression after you've seen them uh, work their acting chops. Next week, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at the official releases that Wadham Prime has given us. So they've released, I think it's seven, could be eight official like teaser trailers from the show. Um, whether that's by way of like set photos little like audio leaks, maybe a couple visual things. We'll delve into what we've been given and kind of like your initial reactions to those leaks. I'd like to watch those with you. I think your reactions are going to give a lot away, probably too. I was just looking up a little bit. I knew she was in something else. I love the movie Hostel. She's fantastic in that movie. Good Jack Reacher too. I mean, for what the movie was. It's okay. To say that you recognize her as a Bond girl, too. Yeah, I just kind of want to leave that out. There's not, I'm a, as you know, huge Bond fan, but reluctantly there is, uh, yeah, some lack of depth in some of the other characters in those shows, that's for sure. Huge Bond fan. Fantastically excited to see those sneak peeks. But like I said, I want to watch them with you, because I'll be gauging a lot probably off of your reaction on how it actually comes out. So I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'm not going to read any spoilers. I'm not going to look at any spoilers. I'm going to gauge how you see things. Perfect. Um, all right. So that'll conclude today's kind of roundabout episode. It's a little bit like hopefully this translates well audio wise. I know people aren't looking at the pictures, but I'm trusting that our listeners have memorized the beautiful faces of our cast because they are just magnificent in any way. Um, actually, one quick thing I want to touch on the races of the people who have been cast and the skin color because i mean if we look to lord of the rings game of thrones witcher super fucking white and then here with our beautiful cast it's a little bit more of a multicolored hue any initial thoughts yeah, I mean, it's a show called The Wheel of Time, so it's good that it's you know, caught up with the times. It's pretty easy selling, right? It's fantastic. It's got a, a full full cast, full crew. They've brought in a lot of improvements. It's exactly the way they should be. So it's awesome. I'm not, like I said, I'm really, really excited. It should be interesting. I still can't predict a thing for this whole show, so it's pretty, pretty tricky because, as you know, I like to be in pretty control of situations and uh, knowing what's going on, so it's a little bit trickier for me, but. No, that is uh, probably one of the best things, one of the first things that you notice when you look at the photo, right? It's, uh, it's nice. It's huge. It's different. It's way it should be. Good. Well, I love to hear it. You can find Feather and Mountain Podcast on, uh, not yet, all major podcasting platforms, but hopefully soon. We'll keep pushing that. Um, we have an Instagram, Feather and Mountain Pod. I'm going to post the pictures there that we talked about today so people can log on and follow that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Feather Mountain Pod. You can email us at Feather and Mountain Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us in the little nook 
of the Wheel Reads Discord server. If you have any hate mail, don't want to like talk to us, you can email us at getmeafuckinggerbil at ineedafriend.com. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. This has been episode two of Feather and Mountain Podcast. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Please like and subscribe and leave a rating if you're so inclined. Uh, We look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Music by the incomparable Ivan Dutch.